Hello and welcome to the One Fit Woman podcast. I am your coach Aileen. Today is episode one. I have had the One Fit Woman podcast for quite some time and I knew that I wanted to use it as a platform to share information about health and fitness and I wasn't really sure which angle to take. Since my online coaching program is in full swing, I thought what better way than to use it to answer your questions and I can then share them with everybody that is working with me and maybe other people that want to listen too. So it will be completely confidential. I will not be saying anybody's name with the questions that come in, but it is really clear from the questions that I receive week in, week out, that every single woman that I work with has the same challenges, fears and anxieties. So you're all kind of in the same boat, asking similar questions. And I think that by having more information and support and questions that you may not have already asked or thought of yet, it's only going to be helpful, you know. Um, Knowledge is power, so having a little bit more of that is going to definitely be helpful. And also knowing that there are other people in exactly the same boat as you. I am going to try to keep this podcast to a minimum, less than one hour, maybe 45 minutes, we shall see. So I'm going to just kick things off. Week one, Q&A. I'm going to get straight into question number one. So help, my scale weight isn't changing and I'm doing everything right. So first of all, it is completely normal for the scale not to change every week, even if you have done everything right. So the reasons that your scale weight may not have changed, might even have gone up. And that is due to uh, menstruation, your period, the week before, during. Increase in fibre, which you should all have, because hopefully you've increased the amount of veggies that you're eating. Um, The increase in perhaps carbohydrates, maybe you had a lot of carbohydrates the night before or throughout that week, and that has caused you to store more water weight. So I'll just explain very briefly, when you eat carbohydrates, some of that energy is utilized straight away. And whatever isn't utilized is stored in the body's glycogen. Glycogen comes with three grams, up to three grams of water attached. So that is not visible, that is not body fat, it's just water. Water comes and goes throughout the body all the time. As you know, our bodies are, the majority of our body is made up of water. When you look in the mirror, you won't see that you've eaten carbohydrates and three grams of that. Is, it just won't be like that. It, it's not necessarily always visible. Of course, yes, if you get severe water retention and you can see that sometimes in the ankles or bloating in the stomach. But generally, um, it's not a problem. It's just in, It can just show on the scale. It's not body fat. Also, um, there may be an increase in sodium. You may not have also had a good night's sleep. You may not have slept well all week. Um, You may have uh, stress and all of these things play a role in how much water we hold within the body and other things going on. You know, you may not have been to the bathroom that day. You may not have been to the bathroom for a few days and you might have to see your doctor. You know, these are all things that can adjust the scale weight. And we shouldn't be concerned if we have ticked all of the boxes throughout the week. So you stayed within your calorie requirements, you hit your protein targets, you ate more fruits and vegetables, and you got your daily activity, your step count was there. If you can honestly say that you ticked all of those things for seven days and your weight didn't change, then you have done everything you can. You have processed all of the goals that are required to get a result. And just because the scale weight hasn't changed this week, it could have been for one of many reasons that I've just been through. It doesn't mean that you are not on your way to getting the result that you want. And you just have to try and, as they say, um, trust the process, which is so true in this situation. However, if you have been going for too 
to three weeks and you have seven days a week been ticking all of the goals, ticking all of the boxes and nothing has changed with the scale weight. In that situation, yes, then we would have to have a deeper look into it and possibly adjust your calorie requirement. But um, unless it's been two to three weeks of solidly hitting every single target, I have a lot of people messaging me saying that they did everything right. And then when I ask them, about that or I look at the check-in form so as you know with the check-in form I ask you if you tracked your calories every day and if you stayed within your calorie requirement as well so very often people say they stayed within the calorie requirement but then they tick that they didn't track their calories every day it is completely impossible for you to know if you stayed within your calorie requirement if you didn't track your calories every day so getting to I don't care what day of the week it is, but generally the weekend, Friday or Saturday, and perhaps thinking that you know how many calories you ate and then just assuming that you stayed within the allowance without tracking, that's probably where you've gone wrong. You probably weren't in the, in, within the um, required amount. So just being mindful of that. Don't think that, yes, I have done everything right, when in fact there's one or two days where you didn't track or you didn't get your steps or you didn't hit your protein target. All of those things play a role. But again, I will say it is completely normal for the scale weight not to change. I definitely 100% believe that now, obviously with social media and everything being so available and anyone being able to put information out there, and a lot of the time people are putting information out there because they want to get likes and um, they want to grow their business or sell products, that it's almost as if we have been brainwashed to believe that weight or fat loss can happen in a week. And it should be happening. And if it's not, we're doing something wrong or something doesn't work for us. Seven day belly fat blitz or whatever it's called. It's completely impossible. It's completely impossible on a physiological level. So example, 48 hours, you have gained weight over the last two days. Um, so usually what happened also, sorry, I'm just flicking from one to the next, but I will get a check in. And then I'll also get another message saying, but two days ago, my weight was a kilo less. I'm so frustrated. I don't understand why this can be. So it is physi physiologically impossible for you to gain fat, body fat in a 48 hour period, as it is also to lose body fat in a 48 hour period. It takes much longer for this process to happen. So you need to be more aware that fluctuations in body weight are down to all of the things that I just mentioned. Um, you know, increase in fiber, carbohydrates, water, sodium, uh, sleep, and all of these other things. So what I have been suggesting to you is if you do your weigh-in every single day and then send the lowest weight for the week. So, because at your lowest weight, you were your lowest weight. You were that in that week. And as we know that in 48 hours, we can't possibly gain body fat. So even if on Tuesday you were 60 kilos and then you come to Sunday to check in and you're 61, just send over 60 because you were that during the week. That's, that was your low weight for the week, okay? So you were that. So hopefully that explains a little bit about why you might be doing everything right and the weight might not be changing every week. It is completely normal. Let's move on. Um, I need to know what is the best heart pulse to burn fat doing cardio. So I think we're talking about fat burning zones. Um, I would first of all start by saying that the focus should always be on nutrition for a weight loss, fat loss journey. People tend to sometimes have the belief that if they do 
say example, I start running and going to the gym, and then once I've lost a bit of weight, I'll think more about my nutrition. Whereas actually what we should be thinking of is focusing on our nutrition and having exercise as an accompaniment to weight loss for health. So the weight loss comes from the nutrition and the health aspect comes more from the exercise, if that makes sense. So I will just talk about the fat burning zone or whatever we're calling it, the heart rate, the best heart rate zone for fat loss. So yes, there is one. Um, it varies greatly from person to person and the only way that you can really know if you're in it is if you went to a lab and you were tested there so it's really hard to actually get into it but they say it's between 60 to 80 percent of your maximum heart rate but if you're overweight or obese that could be much less from 25 percent or 24 percent to 45 percent so with that in mind it's really difficult to get into it also once you do get into it the rate that you can actually burn fat or the amount of fat you actually burn when you're in it per hour is I think it was around 300 grams I'm gonna just double check that just give me two seconds it was 0.5 oh no sorry it was 30 grams of fat you could burn in one hour so if you were exercised every day for one hour as you can see you wouldn't burn much fat so the fat burning zone, it says that this is the optimal um, percentage of your heart rate that you should be in to burn fat, but it's not actually optimal compared to good nutrition to being in a calorie deficit. So hopefully that makes sense to you. There is an optimal rate of a fat burning zone to be in when you're doing cardio, but it is not superior to being in a calorie deficit and watching your nutrition and getting in daily activity and steps but it is something that does exist. I hope that makes sense. Let's just try to put all of our focus on the nutrition and being active people. 5,000 steps. If you've just started working with me and haven't had many steps before, going to eight, going to 10, going to 12,000. That activity every day is gonna burn more calories than you will at the gym or running, doing cardio. Moving on, do you have any suggestions on some alternative protein? high protein, low calorie meals. So obviously it depends on the person and what you like to eat. Um, no, no egg and no tuna, which are really go-tos for little snacks that are high in protein, low in calories. But I will say this, if you want to just think about things that are low in calories that fill you up, okay? Because we always want to be having snacks that are gonna be low calories. So we're looking at our vegetables, we're looking at our fruits. So any vegetables that you really enjoy eating, you should just try to think to pair them with a protein source that you also like. I know that sounds really basic. So then what I usually will do is get creative by going on Google. I don't just think of all these recipes on my own, no. I very often will type into Google low calorie meals with chicken mince and then see what comes up. Then I'll just look at the images and click on one and then I'll literally go ahead and make that as a snack. I utilize Google and Instagram for ideas all of the time. So if you are looking for low calorie, high protein meals, I suggest that you just think of a protein source that you really like and just put it into the internet and type next to it, you know, um, low calorie meals with chicken, low calorie meals with tuna, low calorie meals with Greek yogurt, you know, the sort of things that you fancy. 
I'm telling you, you'll get so many ideas coming up from there. Um, and it should really help you to just get a little bit more creative and sort of more self-sufficient moving forward about where you're going to get ideas from. And realistically, we only need to have a few staples of things that we eat on a regular basis to keep us going. We are creatures of habit and we do tend to stay within the same sorts of foods. So once you find those things, you'll be able to stay with them and maybe slightly alter them by adding different fruits or different vegetables to make the same meals um, a little bit different, give a bit more variety. So next, I'm going away this weekend and worried about eating properly. What food should I order? I think I'm okay, but I'm just con- I'm just conscious of it. So this is such a good question because obviously when we're in this dieting phase, yes, there is an element of, I don't like to say restriction, but we're kind of changing the way our, our current habits and what we do, you know. So we are almost, we're not going out every night drinking. We, if we were having takeaways every night or constantly eating out all the time, we're trying to eat at home so that we can manage our food intake in a better way. But we shouldn't be only, I know we're during the period of uh, a pandemic at the moment and um, we are at home a lot, but hopefully you will understand what I mean by this. During the dieting phase, we should still be able to go out with friends and enjoy a meal and enjoy drinks and not feel that we have to sit at home just counting calories all the time. I will say this though, during this period of dieting, with the limited amount of calories that we have, we do need to be a little bit cautious of this throughout this period. So when I am away or going to be out somewhere, I would suggest, or when you are, to order things from the menu that you could possibly make at home. So making food choices based on things that you could have cooked because that will be a better way for you to be able to guesstimate and track the food that you're eating. You can also say to the chef, how much chicken do you use in this? What size is that steak? 150 grams, they'll always know. It's usually 150 or 200 grams for a fish steak or a chicken breast or whatever because they have... um, inventories so they always know the amount of food that they're usually cooking with so if you can ask you should ask if you want to track it also taking a picture of your meal and then when you get back to the room later trying to just work out what bits you had because remember we want to be adding something to the app always but it doesn't need to be perfect it's far better to go out have a few drinks have a meal and go home and guess what calories it was and put it into the app as opposed to going out, having a few drinks, having some food, and then just wiping that off and not even having an idea. Because throughout this process, you want to be learning and understanding more about the nutrition in the food that you eat. And if you're just saying, well, I probably went over my calories and uh, I'm just going to ignore that, you're not going to get anything out of that. If you did go over your calories, okay, you did. But you might find that when you put the food into the app, you actually didn't go over your calories. But if you don't do any action, then you won't ever know. Um, so yeah, I would also say just when you're away for the weekend or going out for the night, go in with the mindset of being moderate, you know, okay, if you're somewhere really special, it's an anniversary, there may be things that you want to sample or try and eat, um, that you wouldn't be able to get at any other time. So you might do that, but you don't always have to have every single thing that you see. You can try a little bit of everything and say that you've sampled it and tried it. If someone buys you, it's the same if someone buys you candies or cakes or food items as a gift. You can try one and then just give the rest away. I mean, that's a different thing completely. Um, 
but you know just trying to be thinking to go into these events or weekends away with moderation in mind you probably are in a situation where you can afford to buy any of the food that you've had at another time you don't need to eat all of that food right now you can try a little bit and enjoy it just as much as eating all of it and becoming bloated and stuffed and coming away from a goal that you have which is most people that are working with me to reduce their body fat so eating in moderation is obviously going to be helpful for that I would also say that if there's brunches and things like that where possible just to order off the menu is the best option but if you do have to attend a brunch or there is a buffet breakfast and so on and so forth then what I tend to do is do things in um meal types so I will have in in courses so if I go to a brunch I'm like right I'm having a salad course and I'll bring back a small plate of salad then I'll have a fish course then I'll have a meat course and then I'll have dessert and I find that by just bringing little bits back it takes longer to consume the food I start to feel fuller faster and I don't over consume by keep going up and throwing on my plate fish and chicken and meat and desserts and coming back and sitting down and the same with breakfast you might think well I'm going to have a little bit of salad and the fruit to start and then I'm going to have a warm breakfast and I might finish with a little bit of cheese and toast which I quite like and a bit of deli ham so just thinking more about doing it like that rather than just piling things on and then just sort of mindlessly eating how long have I been oh not long (laughs) feels like longer okay so let's move on to the next question um my weight has gone up slightly which i'm a little disheartened by i'm not sure if it is water weight or something so this comes back again to what i've already discussed um sorry my cat is sitting on my notes (laughs) this comes back to what i discussed in the beginning about the, the scale weight not changing it is completely normal for your weight to fluctuate throughout the week It will go up and down every day. It will go up and down from the morning to the evening. If I get to the gym and I stand on the scales and then I go and do my workout, by working out, I'm bringing blood to my muscles. They're working. They're getting a pump, muscle pump. When I come back and get on the scales, I weigh more because of this. So, but have I gained weight? No, there's just a... a, a system in my body that's working and it has caused an increase in my weight so it's completely normal for your weight to go up from one week to the next you may have done everything right you get on the scales and you're like why is my weight up when I've done everything right I've been so good this week I paid attention to my calories my protein intake I got all of my steps I ate way more veggies than I ever do I hit everything why is my weight up hang on a minute let me open my clue app Oh, I can during my period two days. Oh, actually, last night I ate a jack baked potato for dinner, so I had probably a bit more carbs than I did the day before. Um, but I had less fats, but I still hit my protein target. Okay, that might be why I did not sleep well last night. Or, you know, yesterday I was super dehydrated and I drank so much water. It can be any of these things, so we shouldn't be getting disheartened if in one week there is an increase in our weight okay there's many different things that are happening within the body that will cause that and as we discussed before it's probably not going to be necessarily an increase in body fat that's what we're looking at we're not looking at the body as a whole as to how much it weighs including muscles and bones and water no we just want to look at bringing our weight down and bringing our body fat down but as i said it doesn't happen every week and we shouldn't feel disheartened 
although I know it's really difficult not to be you just need to try and stay focused and think right just get in there get the next week done you know tick all of those boxes each day get those process goals on the way going and um yeah, just try to remain focused and do not let it bring you down because, again, I will say it's completely normal. Um, okay, no. So I'm just going through questions. We did that. We did that. Bear with me. Will eating fruit in the evening prevent me from losing weight? Um, any food, all foods have the same amount of calories or energy at every time of the day, no matter what time you eat them. So if I eat an apple at 11 p.m. and it's 100 calories, it's still the same amount of calories as 9 a.m. And I do understand that sometimes people think that maybe eating a certain food in the evening might cause to gain weight because if you ate it in the morning, then you would use energy and burn it off or something like that. But guess what? We're already using energy because we're hitting our calorie, uh, we're hitting our steps. So that's the energy that we know that we need. We're staying within our calories, protein targets, veggie targets. So eating fruit in the evening, there's no evidence to say that it will help, it will make you or prevent you from losing weight. So don't worry about that. The only thing that I will say about fruit is that if you're going to consume fruit, it is far more beneficial to eat that fruit than it is to juice it because juicing fruit takes out a lot of the fiber the nutrients and the micronutrients so therefore making it not as beneficial so we want to have that fiber we want to have that digestion going um, we want to have that happening in the body we don't want to be taking those things away especially when we're dieting so if you're going to eat fruit actually eat the fruit whole and try not to juice it my scale weight isn't really changing and I'm doing everything right. Again, this is just another one of the questions. Oh, no, this is the first question written in another place. So let's move on. All right, I have one more question. <laughs> so I am a vegetarian and find it impossible to hit my protein target. So being vegetarian or vegan, I do believe it is slightly more challenging to hit your protein target. But just for all of the vegetarians and vegans out there, the people that are eating meat and chicken and the meat eaters are also struggling with this. This is something that everybody really has a challenge with when they first start working with me. So, and the, the reason for that is because you've really been under-consuming protein for a long period of time and over-consuming other macronutrients, usually carbohydrates. So when you come to put protein into your diet, you, for some reason, just think that it should be this small amount whereas no you should be doubling up on what you're having from what I see from the stats that I get sent in from everybody so let's just go back to the question which was I'm vegetarian and finding it impossible to hit protein targets planning is going to be key planning is always key and it's literally I think the most the number one thing that you need to do if you are looking to become healthier and lose body fat planning your week you don't want to be opening the fridge and the cupboards and sort of just looking in thinking ah what shall I have I've got to stay within my calories what shall I have that is the, the reason why that is so difficult is because number one you might be really really hungry and you open the fridge and having to put together five or six ingredients when you don't have much time or at the end of a day when you're really hungry it's just too many decisions to make you've been through the whole day making decisions non-stop and when it comes to your meals, 
as I said, putting five or six ingredients together is just another decision that might be just one step too far for the day. That's why planning takes away that decision-making fatigue. You open your phone or your piece of paper where you've got your plan, you look at it, what you're going to eat, and you just eat it. How much easier is that than having to think of four or five ingredients that you want and then thinking, oh, but I don't know if it's going to be within the calories and now I've got to get the app and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. Oh, okay, I'll just have a packet of crisps and a, and a slice of toast with butter because <laughs> that's easy and I know it and it's comfortable. No, we want to plan and take away all of those, um, those possible decisions that we might need to make. So for the vegetarian protein, if you were to buy a vegan or vegetarian protein, powder that would potentially give you 22 grams of protein straight away in one scoop okay so that would be one of the go-tos that i would definitely be having as a vegetarian or vegan one serving of tofu i would be having tofu in something and i'd probably be mixing that tofu with it depends what we want to have but you could potentially mix it with a cup of beans 150 grams of tofu that's 20 grams of protein if you eat yogurt, then a Greek yogurt, 170 grams, which isn't a lot. It's the size of a regular pot, usually. will give you another 17 grams of protein. Then if you were to add two eggs to that, 12 grams of protein, you're on 66 for the day. Add 100 grams of a corn product, and you're on 78 grams. And then add two tablespoons of chia, perhaps with the Greek yogurt to make a pudding, a little bit of fruit, and bam, you're on 83 grams of protein for the day. Um, and I think that all of those things that I have just said are, are, are realistic to have in a day. Example, protein in the yogurt with the chia seeds for breakfast, done. Tofu and beans in some kind of salad with veggies, little dressing. Maybe adding a couple of eggs on that or having the eggs with a, the corn product. And yeah, there we are, 83 grams. So planning is key for everybody to hit their protein targets. And also if you're a vegetarian, it is quite possible to be able to get that um, going up to 80 plus grams a day and I believe that that is all of the questions I have um, thank you very much if you tuned in to listen this is the first episode um, it's the first time I've done Q&A with the questions it's a whole nother thing when you read them out and have to answer them and try to not arm and are too much and try to be straightforward with the answers I'm sure that I will get better at it Please keep sending in your questions. Um, Less than half an hour, I think that that is a very good time. And um, hopefully you have found this useful. And I hope you'll listen to episode two. Please give me your feedback. And um, thank you very much. See you at the next episode. Bye.